0: Um, right then, Mark, how are you looking? Team news-wise, any any new issues for us heading into this one?
1: No, not really, guys. Obviously, uh, David Kasuma is um, going to miss this game, unfortunately. You know, He's been massive for us of recent. So, um, But we've got good quality that could come in and replace him. And that's the great thing about this league, that there's such a big volume of games. There's so many opportunities for uh, the squad to come in and, and keep the shirt.
0: Is Jonathan Hogg in a position fitness-wise to come in, maybe?
1: Hoggy's is uh, still getting assessed with his calf. Um, so we're just kind of playing it by day-to-day with the medical staff, you know? Um, and we'll just keep assessing him. But
0: I'm looking forward to getting Hoggy back on the pitch, to be honest, guys. Do you think that'll be sooner rather than later, then? What's it, hope, what's I'm hoping yeah. so. I'm hoping so. Um, what about... Sorry, go on, Mark, go on. You know
1: what it's like with calf injuries, you know? You have to be careful, yeah. like, obviously anything muscular like that, um, just make sure that uh, the player's right. It's most important that he's feeling good in a good physical state to perform, you know. But from what I've seen from him so far in the training, I'm really enjoying working with.
0: What about Nakayama? How's he?
1: Um, Nakayama's actually trained really well. Um, he's shown a good uh, endeavour and spirit in the training. Um, I think he's got to keep working hard, you know, because... We've got a lot of options right across the defensive side. Um, so I'm just going to keep learning about my players as we go, guys, you know.
0: Does that then mean that you've got a bit of a debate in that left wing-back role? Because Ben Jackson did really well. And I know that that Utah was brought in for that sort of position, wasn't he, there? And he's an international. So for Ben Jackson to get in ahead of him is a big compliment to Ben.
1: utah has been great, you know. Like, obviously, Yuta the first week was away with Japan. So it was when he come in the door, I think he only had one session before the Reading game. So when you new coach and stuff, you're always trying to bed in your ideas and the players are always trying to get used to it. But is really lucky in that respect because he's very flexible. He could play centre-back or he could play left-side centre-back of a three as well. So he, he's just got to keep training hard. And you could see with the squad, Big Boyle was in the squad and he's been terrific in training. Same with Josh uh, Ruffles he's been really good in training as well. So they've both earned the right um, alongside John Kessler to also be in the squad on Tuesday. And it's good to see that they're all they're fighting for their places, guys. You know, that's what's pleasing to me. They're really fighting every day in the training to show me that they want to be in the squad.
0: It's a cliche, but it's a good headache that isn't it? Because it sounds like yeah. you've got a lot of options actually at your disposal when you talk about it like that.
1: Yeah, it's a good headache and, as you've touched on before it's all uh credit to the academy guys because among the amount and great work they're putting in with these young players it was amazing yesterday we had like a, re- a, a like a kind of squad players and uh, the the players that hadn't played and we mixed them in with the really young guys that were from the youth team and they showed up so well um i was so impressed with them all yesterday so we've got a real luxury of quality in the building from the youth um and I'll definitely be delving into it. And I think there could be a surprise with the personnel there as well at the weekend. So we'll just wait and see how that goes.
0: You're not scared to do that then? Because you've already done it with with Jackson and, we, and with Etienne as well, who we've just spoken to. He's been fantastic, hasn't he? He's really repaid yeah, that fantastic. faith you've shown in him.
1: Yeah. That's the way I want to go, you know. But it's important that I've got my structure there. And the older players, the more experienced ones, have been terrific. And they really look after the young ones. Um, but who would have thought Ben Jackson would be scoring a goal like that I mean I definitely think he's capable of doing it and that's why I started him because he's shown me in training that he's ready
0: and Etienne as well we've just spoken to him comes across as a really nice kid um, and really grateful for the opportunity you given him as well yeah
1: I just we've got to be calm with Etienne because Etienne's a special player so we've got to really be calm with him that we don't hype him too much you know because he's got a lot of development in him and he's not even started yet but he plays with a real desire, and he's he's going to get physically stronger and more robust for this league, because we know it's a physical league. But he's he's dealing with all aspects of the game at the moment, and he's he's a, he's a bright kid to come to England and adapt as quickly as he has, and also learn a new language and stuff. Is a real compliment for him and his family. As a credit to his family, he's a fantastic young boy.
0: What pleased you the most the other night? Then, because I I was there the other night, and what I felt was really impressive from the team was the resilience they showed in the, in the difficult moments, which for a team who's in the relegation zone had a tough start to the season. You could forgive them maybe for not having that resilience. What impressed you the most? Um,
1: it was the way that we were so flexible to play the different systems and not having a, a, a big volume of training to implement these ideas, you know, because we were almost recovering the group. And it was the way that they were able to like shift the ball through the lines and and we had, as we talked on, maybe five players in the front line at times. We were two wing backs, we were two strikers and we were 10. Um, and then later on in the game, we played with two 10. So there's a real, uh, un- people are unexpected that they're kind of looking at us and they're not sure what we're going to do. And that's exactly what I want to do. I want to bring clarity to our game. But for the opposition, it's really difficult for them to prepare for us.
0: And I noticed at times as well, particularly at halftime, when you came off, you and Dwayne Holmes were having a conversation. It, it was a very much a two-way conversation. How much of of that is what you want at the minute? That feedback from those senior players?
1: Yeah, they're brilliant. You know, like that's what it's all about. You can make these special connections with the players. You know, I've always done that all the clubs. Like I always the players always contact me now and say, "Listen, you, you're going to do the business." You know, they're all supporting me. Um, and that's the special thing about football is that this is the most important thing for me in football. It's, no, it's not the football, it's making the, the relationships with the people because that's what stands you in good stead in life that people recognise you're a good person, a good authentic person. You know, And that's what my aim is, to show everybody here that I'm going to work ever so hard for this club to make the fans proud of their team and I'm going to give it everything I've
0: got. How much have you looked at this next block then? Hull, Rotherham, Preston, Middlesbrough, Millwall, that's a block where a lot of people look and say their games you need to be getting points from now.
1: Guys, the way I work is that I just focus on the next game. And know a guy that looks two or three weeks down the line because we know football changes so quick, you know. Every time you look on Sky Sports News, there's something new happening every day in the football world and that's what makes it so exciting. So I just try and concentrate on my training day to day have that idea in my head to get clarity in the team, and we focus and analyze the opposition as we go.
0: So, what is your analy- uh, your analysis, your analysis, your analysis? What has that shown you about Hull City this weekend? Then
1: I'm the same. I keep getting mixed up with this word as <laughs> well. You know, how analyze or uh, analytics, and all this. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, you're right. Like, um, it was really nice this week because uh, I was able to just get in the car and have a nice drive up to Hull and watch uh, Hull in life. And that's something that I like doing uh, to get my eyes on them. And uh, it's a good club. You know, we will respect them. They've got dangerous players. And as, we, as I've touched on as well to the, the players, there's going to be an unexpected with them as well and an element of surprise because if they have a new manager in before the weekend, they might just change everything. So we've actually got to kind of just focus on ourselves. And that's the way I am anyway. As a head coach, I always focus on us and what our strengths are, but I make sure that we respect our position.
0: This might sound like an obvious question then, but how much more do you learn when you go and watch a game live than what you would do if you didn't have that opportunity and you just got to do it on Scout or whatever it might be? It's the
1: perspective of the game because you see the whole game. So like when you look at the the television, the platforms, uh, you do get scouting feeds and that, but never the same. And guys, there's nothing better than looking at the players' faces They see what their body language is, how they, how they handle the difficult periods in the games, what they're doing when the ball's on the opposite side of the pitch and things like that. It's all stuff that gives you that confidence as a coach to go and see the spaces that you could expose them and stuff, you know. So the the to see the opposition live is really important for me, you know, and that's why I really wanted to just, I was excited to get in my car and go up there and get a feeling for her. And it's gonna be a tough match.
0: Good stuff. Cheers,
1: Matt. All the best. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers, Johnny. Uh, we've got Stephen in the
2: room. Hi oh, Mark. Um Hi Steve. No, David Kasimu, as, as you've mentioned. Um, how do you account for how do you cover for a player's absence? Because it's been really important for this side the last week.
1: Yeah, he's an important player, um, but we're lucky we have good options in that area as well. Um and that's the special thing about football, uh, Stephen. Everyone could come in and fight for the jersey,
2: and when they come in and do well, they keep the jersey. You know. Yeah, is he Conor Mahoney is one of the players. Perhaps um, you played him in central midfield. I think we expected him more as a winger. Do, do you see him as a central player?
1: He actually played in the ten, uh, just off the the striker, and I think he's very flexible and. I think he's getting himself physically ready now and that's a real credit to our fitness staff here that they've worked really hard on him and his upper body and his running stats and everything so he's becoming more robust for the league and I think he's a player that because of that now he's got the confidence from his body shape that he could actually play in many more positions as
2: opposed to just playing in wide areas. You've played sort of a wingless system, is that...? Um, because of the personnel you've got available, you've got a couple of wide players out at the moment?
1: Yeah, we just play like a a system, but it always has the same principles, you know, and we're really clear on what we want to do. So we'll keep working on that. It's early days and there's so much more room for improvement with this. So that's the exciting part for me, is that I know where we're at at the moment, but I know exactly what we're going to be like in the future. What are
2: the things you've seen that, you were pleased with and what are the things you think you need to work on still after these first couple of games? There's many stuff to work on, you know, There's that's
1: what me and my staff do. We analyse um, certain situations in the game where we could have dealt with uh, maybe like uh, certain issues that we didn't deal with better, but there was a lot of pleasing, positive things as well. And I keep touching on it. I'm a guy that wants to put on as many offensive, creative players as I can. But it's important that we have a strong platform to play from. And we did have good security at times at the back as well. For When we lost the ball, we were strong in the counter-attacks. We went to cover the ball well on Tuesday in a really aggressive tight pitch. And we were aggressive in everything we did, which was a great signal for me.
2: It was a tough night for Luke and Beto. Don't want to dwell on it, but be you pleased with what you've seen from the players getting around him this week? Yeah,
1: real team spirit in this group. Everybody's been fantastic, man. And he's been great. Luke's come in. He understands that it's unacceptable the manner in which we lost the goals, but he's a young player. He's learning, and that's what happens. You know, you make mistakes and you, you could only learn from it. Guys, I've got three little boys, and you keep telling them to stay away from the hot cooker or the oven, but when they go and burn their hand, they'll not go back there again. But it's sore at the time and they're crying. But that's, I'm not saying the players are like that. What I'm saying is, with young players, you learn by your mistakes. You know, when you get bumped two or three times, you'll not do it again. And that's part of Luke's development. really lucky because he's an exciting young player. He's got the full package. Physically, he's strong, he's quick, he could pass it. But he's just got to learn fast, you know.
2: Yeah, it's two up top as well on, on Tuesday. Is that a partnership, Ward and Road, do you think could do something in this division? 100% believe in these two guys. Got
1: great numbers and they combinate really well. Danny on another night could score. You see the movements he was making in the box. If that final ball was a bit better, he's getting his first touch finishes and Roji goes and does what Roji does and was ice cold in his head when he scored that penalty. Roji's a killer in the box, no doubt about it. And that's two goals in three games now. So he's he's on form. He's going to be a big danger to anybody in this league. And the both of them complement each other really well. So I think we've put that question to bed now about they're not being able to play in that regard. That's not going to happen in that team, They'll Definitely be able to play again, And they've shown that Tuesday night for a long period in
2: the game. I think we've seen late on against Reading and sort of throughout the game against Luton, players getting in the right positions for the crosses, getting balls into the box and maybe just no one quite being on the end of it. Is that just understanding and, what you, and understanding what you want and something that's going to come?
1: Well, they're already getting it because the structure is good in the move. So that's what... I look at it as a coach with my staff and say, it's just that final pass or the decision-making or the area where they put the ball for the goal to be scored, you know, but it's all coming. And that's part of the training. Just focus on your training. Keep being relentless on them. It's no easy for them. They're getting rewired in their heads and it's tough. You could see them with their body language some days and notice that they're coming off and they're really stressed with the training, but it's make, going to make them better. It's my responsibility guys to make this team better that's why I'm getting paid a good salary from the chairman and his wife and I want to give them everything I can to make sure this team is at it week in week out in this league we are not going to be any rollover whatsoever we are going to be aggressive in every single game we
2: play Is that I mean I think you've been sort of looking forward more than we've seen before you arrived, looking forward with the ball, trying to attack more. Um, We've also seen you having more of the ball. Is part of that just the opposition that you've played or is that sort of one of the the tenets you want to see in your side, that possession-based? I think it was more like we had more sessions to implement what we
1: wanted to do. Um, So you were starting to see the identity of what I see this team and where they're going to arrive at with the style of play. Um, and we're going to be really clear on what we're about. And I'm definitely going to want to be in control of the ball for big periods of the game because I've got tools in there. There's guys in there that can handle the ball. And especially when Hoggy comes back, he's a guy that likes to dictate the game, boss the game for midfield as well. So he's going to be massive for me when he comes back in that respect. Very tactical, strong, understands the game, knows the moves he's got to make and and actually leads players into getting in positions that they should be getting. So he's going to be a big plus
2: for us when he comes back as well. One thing that is letting you down, obviously, is, is the errors. And we've, we've talked about them over the past couple of games. What, what do you think is causing those errors? And is it something you think you can get out of the players quickly? Yeah, we'll have to get that out of the players. It's
1: unacceptable the goals we're losing. We have to understand the four goals we've lost in the last two games are unacceptable. And I'm not wanting to see goals like that from my team happen ever again. And the quicker we stamp that out, the better. And it's going to be a case as if you're making these mistakes, you'll not be playing.
2: Yeah. what What is it down to? Is it concentration? Is it lack of confidence? Is, what, what's the explanation in your mind?
1: I think it's probably a bit of naivety, especially with younger players, that they're no used to this type of football and it's new for them and Obviously, you're dealing with a different style of football, a more aggressive style, um, but they're learning quick. So that's the pleasing thing, you know. And they show good character and resilience to come back in the games. But we have to be more solid. And I think it's been shown in the training that when we're playing 11 v 11s and, and, and uh, implementing our ideas on how we'll work against the ball, there's no many goals scored by the, the opposition when we're setting up. And that's pleasing for me. So I'm seeing... Gradual
2: progression with that. Yeah, and do do you want to get more out of open play as well? You obviously had great success with the set pieces uh, over the past couple of games, but maybe a bit more from open play. Yeah, that's like w- what you touched on. You know, we're getting in great positions,
1: and um, the general open play for me Tuesday was very pleasing. But it's the decision making in the final third, you know. But I'll come. It comes. The more we train, the more clarity we put on the team. Um, and then when you talk about the set plays, I mean who's actually want to fish you in this league with that type of set play? I mean, it's just absolutely dangerous in every way. We're gonna score a lot of goals like that. next level, isn't he, Sober with those deliveries? Next level. Absolutely. And the movements from the players as well as Bang One. Staff have been working really hard on that. And it's something we're very focused on, you know. So we're gonna make sure that we're scoring goals week in, week out in this department. We'll know that any Stone be left unturned in that regard, and there'll be a lot of variation with play with that because it's massive in the modern day game. Fantastic. So for me, look Sunday. Thank you very much, Pat. And Leon?
3: Hiya. Hiya, Mark. Morning.
1: Hiya, there. morning. Hiya, mate.
3: Yeah, I, I was just sort of thinking your, your time in, in Germany at Hertha, you know, the, some great, great days and the home games were like events and everyone was all in and, you know, you you, you, you got your aims and, you know, you managed to stay I mean, those sort of events and experiences, that's what you're trying to create for your home games at, at Huddersfield.
1: Yeah, listen, I'm going to build a big relationship with these fans as soon as we start winning games. You'll see the passion we've got in the stadium because I wouldn't have it any other way. And that's why I come to this club because I know what these fans are like. Yeah, You start hearing them sing, the hairs will go up on your back and you'll run through brick walls for that. And that's what our players will do. They've done that Tuesday night. I mean, the people that travelled down there Tuesday after a disappointment yeah, result yeah. on Saturday, they were different class. That's why I went yeah. over to them and showed them how much they, I care about them. And our yeah. players care about them and they're really important to us, you know. Um, you could see that at home games when they get behind us. It's such an exciting stadium to be at. Um, so um, I'm like, uh, how could I say this? I'm like a wee boy in a sweetie shop for Sunday now. I just kind of wait for the game to start because I yeah. want to get out there in front of them and and show them what we're about.
3: Yeah, I mean you have probably seen the footage of the you know the times un, un, under you know David David Wagner and everything's that sort of connection, and um, you know that's something that that you're striving for in the old chapter of your career. You, you know, to, just to make the people feel happy again because it's it's gone a bit flat.
1: Yeah. Listen, it can it can happen like that at clubs, you know, and you guys have seen it as well, and I noticed that when I come in here, everything was a bit flat, um, and yeah. that's not me as a person, you know, no. for me to be where I am today, it's all through being positive and having big belief in myself, and I really believe in this group, guys, yeah? and I know that when we click into gear, we're going to give teams big problems. And I know that when the fans get behind them, it's going to give them that extra yard to be aggressive of and fight.
3: Yeah, yeah. So
1: I know they'll be behind us on Sunday because um, it's an exciting game. And Hull's obviously uh, a close opponent, to us, so we know what it means to beat them. So we've got the bragging rights and we're going to be right up for it.
3: It sounds like it'll be a big day for the family as well. I mean, they're, they're part of your journey and uh, it'll be a lo- lovely day. They'll be sat in the stands and hopefully,
1: you know, on oh, the do you know what? They're actually in Cyprus. They're, oh God! Okay. We, had a, we had a holiday booked to uh, Cyprus. Um, I think I've touched on it. My mum works in Dundee in the hospital. Yeah, she works in the laundry, and she's a really private lady. But she's she's got we've got they've got seven grandkids. Um, and she was basically just bringing them all up. And yeah, she's like a second mum to them all, and we keep telling her, you know the mum now; you're the grand." Yeah. So, yeah. She's needed a break, so they went out to Cyprus uh, with the family for a good holiday, and uh, it was a wee bit jealous the other day, seeing <laughs> my boys jumping in the pool and stuff at the because I'm thinking, you know, yeah. starting to change the the weather here and that as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's going to be amazing when I get them down here and get them integrated into the lifestyle in Yorkshire and. I'm just hoping that they don't lose their accent. That's the main thing yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: You'll have to it'll be a nice phone call afterwards if you, if you won, mate, anyway. Yeah, uh,
1: absolutely, mate. I mean, it yeah. was great this week as well. I've been going up to the stadium. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just to uh, really, like, get to know all the staff up to the stadium because it's so important for this club. They do so much work yeah. behind the scenes. It's not just here at the training ground. It's also up there at the, the stadium. Um, and I really like going yeah. up there and you could get a bit of banter with the ladies and they're giving me stuff yeah. about my accent and things like that. <laughs> so I've loved that, you know, like uh, Anne's always texting us from the club up there yeah, as well and yeah. saying, keep it going. You, you're going to start winning. Yeah. the support means so much to me and my family, guys, you know. These have all yeah. made us feel so welcome and it means a lot. Yeah, I was just
3: going to ask you finally, it seems to me that the one thing you really hate is, is negativity and poor body language and it, that's not going to get turn things around at Huddersfield, isn't it? You know, you, you want people to be positive, you know, bright, bright individuals.
1: Yeah, like I've been in these situations before, you know, and Well, I touched on it with you guys. Some of the situations have been, uh, just been incredible. I mean, you could arrive, you... lose the first game and you'd be better just packing your bags and going home.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, that's obviously, we understand where we are and the, 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 the seriousness of it. But, we'll have to be positive with each other as a group. Um, and when when the time's right, we're going to be really hard on each other as well. And we will have our we're, we're follow-ups at times because it's all for the target in mind and to get the success. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Best of luck on Sunday, Mark. And Thank you. Thank
1: you so much, Pat. Thank Cheers. you.